What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by your other host, Jim Clark. What's going on, everybody? It is post-holidays. We yes. kind of have that that hangover feel. You know what I mean? Like when when everything's done and you're just kind of like... Now what? Oh, it's in- like, yes. Do I pick up now the pieces what? and go from here. I mean, there's a countdown. We have New Year's Eve coming, so there's this little yes, countdown yes. to another celebration. But after that, it really is going to feel kind of like a hangover. Uh, but yeah, dude, there's this feeling that usually happens right after Christmas. That's just kind of like it was such a buildup sense, uh, you know, anticipation. It's holiday mm-hmm. feel everywhere. Music's playing, gifts, lights, you know, storefronts. It's the whole thing. And then when it's done, it's kind of like. Okay, and now we went back to work today. Yep. We did this. Because think about it, dude. How long of a buildup is it? It starts before Halloween. Yeah, and people go crazy like right before Thanksgiving. But a lot of people do like the day after Thanksgiving is their kickoff for the holiday season. True, true, true. But still, it's that much time invested in this feeling and getting this atmosphere. But but what I'm talking about is going to the stores, dude. You know, they're just pushing all that shit down your throat. Even before Halloween, man. Yeah. Not just that, dude. Christmas movies, like Hallmark movies are going crazy right after Thanksgiving. Um, And and you know what? A lot. So we've done our show through the holiday season. We watched horror movies, so that's not different. But we I did fill my days with holiday movies as well. Mm -hmm. I'm very happy to say Krampus was in there. Good, Um, good, good. That's a good one. And one of my absolute favorites, Black Christmas. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, because you know, I got to see Black Christmas if I'm going to see a Christmas Carol. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You know, Bob Clark did both. But the thing that I love after this Christmas holiday is this kind of, I'm still enjoying this piece. It's not holiday, but it's like we have this show and we have the movies we watch. And Mm -hmm. it's this sure thing for me. And it's like, okay, I'm ready to jump in because. During the Christmas holiday, over the past couple of weeks, you had to fill in for me while I was sick with COVID. And then yes. we did, we kind of did a rewind, man. We were in the middle of the holiday season, but we we're watching Halloween movies. True, true, true. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So coming back to the 80s for me kind of helps the Christmas hangover, kind of helps this feeling of like, ugh, what now? Because for me, it's like, oh, for us, we're jumping right into a new year, right? Yeah. Figuratively Basically, speaking too, right? Right at the beginning of the year. We are we are coming back uh with a new year. We finished 1982, we're coming back to 1983. And if you're brand new to the show, like if you jumped on today and you're like, "Oh, I've seen this movie. I want to hear these guys talk about it." What we're doing is we follow the movies of the 80s, right? Horror movies that are featured in the documentary In Search of Darkness. And the idea is is we're following each year with all the movies that they actually feature, not just talk about, mm-hmm. but actual features. Yes. And then in the in-between each year we do, we throw in some things. We did Halloween uh, 2018 and Halloween kills right after we did 82. Yes, which was fun. Lots of fun. Yeah. And now we're jumping into 83. And what a and way boy, to jump are into we it, jumping dude. in. Yes. Are we jumping <laughs> in in fashion? Holy shit. 1983. We're kicking off with, a Cronenberg film, and this is Cronenberg body horror, right? Yes. This is the sci-fi, I, I don't even know else you would classify it, a sci-fi horror, body horror, Cronenberg film, Videodrome.
James Woods heads this cast. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, Debbie Harry of Blondie is in this as well. Mm-hmm. And we have a few other actors and actresses, uh, but this is these are two of our main characters. You had never seen this before, right? No, I've never seen this movie before. I had a very, very vague idea of what the movie was about. Uh, but other than that, I really didn't know. And I knew it was a David Cronenberg film. Other yeah. than that, I knew nothing. So I knew we were getting a Cronenberg film. I don't I don't remember ever seeing this before. And really? Yeah, dude. If I did, it's got to be like a faint memory because I do not remember hmm. this film. When I watched this, I was just like, and you would what am I, I, I feel like you'd remember this movie yeah. if you if you'd seen it before. But here's the thing, dude. After I, so I watched it twice. I watched it mm-hmm. like maybe 4 days ago, 5 days ago, and then I watched it again today right before we recorded. After I watched it the first time, I was just like, I got to look like I got to look some stuff up on this. Like I have never I don't remember seeing this first. Let me go to In Search of Darkness and watch the clip on this because ah, okay, I don't remember the clip. I don't remember what they talked about. Mm, Okay. And as I'm watching the clip, I'm like, yeah, this is like the way they're describing things in the film and how just like, you know, it was kind of groundbreaking with a lot of things. It was like, yeah, I totally get that. But dude, Mm -hmm. this movie, when I was done watching it for the first time i think i texted you immediately and i was just like hey have you seen this yet yeah no no yeah you texted me and you said yeah this is gonna be good conversation yeah uh i don't think i was wrong (laughs) (laughs) so okay so tell the people at home listening who maybe have decided you know what i'm gonna listen to the podcast before i watch this movie what's the movie about bro you're gonna do i I can't even do justice i i can watch a movie dude this is this is bad. I can watch a movie and then somebody can ask me what happened and I can tell them what happened, but I, I can't get into detail like you do, dude. But anyway. All right, so let's do this, answer. right? We're in Yes. Did you know it takes place in Toronto? I did not know that until they mentioned it in the movie. Right. I didn't either. So I was mentioned just later like, on. Oh, okay. I guess I didn't this know is. where I yeah, I wasn't sure where I thought it was um, in America because they referenced Philadelphia. Yeah, so did I. No, was it Philadelphia? No, Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. I thought it was, to be honest with you, I kind of thought it was on the West Coast. So here's the thing. Back in the 80s, uh, when it came to television and, and early cable television, there were certain channels, right, that like mm-hmm. you and I, if you and I decided we wanted to start our own network, our own channel, we just had to find the the, the one that was available to us. What it, you, you get into it, you know, you do your thing, but you have to come up with broadcasting. You have to come up with what yeah. are you going to yeah, play yeah, yeah, yeah. on your channels? Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of shows back then, they would show old movies. You'd see that happening. Uh, some channels were used as cable access where just anybody yes. could pay to put on their own show. And that's how they kept this this network funded. UHF channels were these kind of uh, edgy pirate style channels, right? Where they would, Mm -hmm. you could see all different kinds of stuff on it. So that's the idea here is James Woods plays the kind, the owner of one of these channels, these, these network channels where he's constantly trying to find programming. That's going to not only hook audiences, but keep them, keep them all coming back for more and more and more. Yes. And so, you know, we, we see in this movie where he interacts with, with like, I don't know if it's a Jap, I think it's a Japanese, you know, firm that's trying to sell yeah, the, this so. yeah, series, the this yeah. soft core porn series of samurai women, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, you know, I might do this, I might do that. But he's also got this guy working for him that 
uses satellite, you know, the the, the dish kind of style uh, cable mm-hmm. satellite, and he tries to pick up waves that are out there, you know, pirate them, tries to pull them in and, and, and see what the feed shows. So he calls James Woods in and he's like, check this out. I, I found this feed and he shows it to him and it's literally that somebody being tortured. They're, they're being strapped up and being whipped mm-hmm. by people in, in leather masks. Red room. The back wall looks, it looked like it was like made of flesh. Too. Dude, it's legit like it's snuff weird. style filming. Right? Like, like, um, like, uh, it reminded me a lot of Hostel with Eli Roth and how yes. he did that, except he took it away from viewing it through the TV and put you right in yeah, the Yeah, he put us in there, right? Where yeah. this, we're looking through 80s grime TV, that kind of like... Which, I know, don't know, that kind of makes it even worse. Right? You know? So, this guy that works for him, uh, I forgot what his name is, but he keeps calling James Wood Patron. All right, Patron, Padron, Padron, <laughs> right? Like, that's the like uh, father, godfather, or in... in Spanish, I think. Anyway, um, so he's showing him this pirated, you know, feed, and he's just like, "Yeah, this is coming from like Malaysia or something." And he goes, "But yeah, I think I it's it fake." Was. He's just like, "I think it's fake. I think they're you know bouncing it." And James Woods like, "Can you get more?" He's like, "I can figure it out. You know, they kicked us off, but I'll figure it out. I'll try to get more." James Woods like, "Cool," and he keeps thinking about it. He's like, "You know what? Like this." could be the next thing that America is really going to gravitate to. And think about the commentary on that. Oh, this is God, 1983, dude. bro. And they're talking about how the American public is really going to gravitate towards more violence and more, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Sex and violence is what they want to take in. Yep. Um, while his dude's looking for that, James Woods goes on a talk show. Now, here's another thing, right? They're going to show us. This is a movie that has commentary on the way we take in information and how we're addicted to these things. And then the first thing they do is put something on this show or this movie that was actually kind of a thing that was taking off in the 80s. Like it found its golden age in the 80s was the talk show, the afternoon talk show. Mm -hmm. Shows like Mm -hmm. Donahue, Sally, Jesse, Raphael, Geraldo. All these shows were super popular in the 80s. And it was all about Jerry Springer, right? Bringing people Mm, on to kind of air out their dirty laundry in front of a live audience and the viewing public. And so this is a talk show where the lady wants to bring this guy on and talk about the crap that's on TV, why it's bad, you know, and how it interacts with people. Uh, She also brings on Debbie Harry's character, this woman who's kind of like her mentality is like, this isn't good. We shouldn't have this kind of stuff out there. It's going to degenerate our our society. Mm -hmm. They also have a special guest that comes on. A, through a TV feed. So it's almost old school. It's an old school kind of way that we see the news nowadays, right? Because they're never always yeah. in the same room. You see the talking head in, in Washington talking to the news, but then he's got somebody coming through Zoom in like New York City, right? And they mm-hmm. cut to him. So this is like an old school version of that. There's a TV in the middle of the stage <laughs> with this guy. And he's literally like facing the direction of where people are sitting like he's looking at them. Isn't that weird? Like it's very weird. So this is what we're getting so far. We're getting a lot of the fact that the media, sex, violence, there's a lot of like it can corrupt our, our society. 
Is that okay? Here's James Wood, a guy who's a peddler of these things. Like he's about getting it and putting out there to the masses because for him, it's the bottom line. It's success. It's money. It's making his channel more popular. And he so, figures, you know what? And he doesn't care. People want to see it. People want to see it. They're yeah. going to pay to see it. They're going to pay to see it. Whether yeah. he gives it to him or somebody else gives it to him. Exactly. So you know? why not be the one to give it to him and make the exactly. profit, right? Yep. And then he's very smitten with Debbie Harry. He starts like flirting with her on oh, stage. real quick. You know, immediately. When she makes her comment about her red dress. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about how I want to take you out for dinner and all this stuff. But they do. They end up hooking up. And, yeah. and, you know, she's in his apartment with them and they're they're talking, they're they're watching videos. And like immediately again, this says something right. Like one of the things she wants to do is she's looking through his stuff. She's like, you have porn. Yeah. Like, do you have any porn to watch? Because that's what I want. Again, the commentary and this on is the sex same girl and violence well, and this is the same girl that said it shouldn't be out there in society. Yet she's also running a radio show. Mm-hmm. It's basically providing this for people. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. Because he goes to her workplace to kind of, you know, take her on this, you know, take her out. And she is. She's the host of a show where people call in and literally bear. It's basically therapy on the air. They're bearing yeah, all like this a, shit a, out. A, a Frasier. Frasier. Except it's like hardcore, like a lot Hard, of the stuff well, they're yeah, dealing yeah. with. It's yeah. a lot more, a lot more NC-17 than, than Frasier. But. <laughs> but so they're in his apartment, you know, and we start to see this other side. And he it, it really is showing like, like. Even people who try to show themselves as like, oh, I can't be into that. Very conservative style people mm-hmm. are still behind the scenes are human. They want to consume violence. They want to consume sex. It does something to their brains that make them want to consume this. And we see this. But we also see that she's kind of into like sadomasochistic shit, dude. Yeah, dude. Right. She's So he shows her video drone. This this pirate feet of the guy whipping her and she's getting excited by it. And she's literally looking at him being like, you want to cut me? Take out your knife and cut me. Yeah. Whoa, dude. It's, she it's, burns herself with the cigarette. As soon as it's going this route, I'm like, this is getting this is Dark. I mean, the commentary on this is legit. Yeah. I couldn't oh, believe dude. how good this the writing is on this. Yeah, I was sitting there watching this, and and as it kept progressing, I'm like, oh my god, dude, what? It makes you uncomfortable. Writing. Yeah. So here's the thing: we find out that Videodrome is actually being broadcast out of America, right in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and. Debbie Harry's character now has an assignment where she's going to be in Pittsburgh and she tells James Woods, I'm going to try to be on this show because she thinks it's a show. When she watches that video, she's like, well, he thinks it's a show, too. Yeah. These are contestants that put themselves through that. And she's already into that shit. She's like, I think I'd be good for that show. I want to get my shit whipped. Right. So she tells him she's going to do this. And he's just like, no, I don't want you to do it. And she says, I'm going to do it. But in the meantime, well. Yeah, in the meantime, there's little things that start freaking him out. Like, he starts seeing shit. Like, he starts hallucinating. Mm -hmm. Reality, at times, isn't reality to him anymore. Uh, There's a moment where, you know, his assistant comes in to bring him a videotape because she records these tapes that are like alarms for him. It wakes him up, tells him what's going on, what the day is. And so she drops it off. But there's this moment where he like goes to her because he thinks she's going to get near his videodrome footage. And he's all like violent with her, starts slapping her. And when he slaps her, then he starts seeing Debbie Harry and he slaps her again. And it's 
it's his assistant, but then it's an assistant that doesn't act like she's been slapped. She's mm-hmm. all normal. And she's just like, you're, you're kind of freaking me out here. And he's all like, I'm sorry I hit you. She's like, what? You didn't hit me. This shit's freaking him out. She leaves. He goes to grab the tape. And this is where we start going into, okay, now this is Cronenberg. Because we're getting yes. spe- practical special effects that are going to start really blowing your fucking mind. A videotape that's like bubbling and like gurgling yes. and regurgitating, dude. It's like a lot. Like they took the uh, the bubbler technology from like the um, the werewolves yes. that they were doing in the eighties and put it into inanimate objects. We see this. We see him watching video, and it's Debbie Harry at this thing, you know, where she's there, but she's talking to him, and she wants him, right? Yeah. The screen's bubbling out, and he's like fucking shoving his head through it and shit, dude. <laughs> like, talk about like again depictions of sexualization right well, yeah and, and, then and the, the interaction dude. of sexualization with the media that's being shown to you dude mm-hmm. um there's a scene where uh he gets delivered a gun oh it's right before the tape gets you know sent to him the the yeah. assistant shows up he gets a delivery he opens it up it's this gun and he doesn't yeah. know where the hell this gun came from so now he's watching this video and all of a sudden like He's got this weird rash on his belly, this line, and he's itching it. And he's itching it with the gun while he's watching the video. And he's like, you know, it's all this weird shit. All of a sudden, fucking the, like, this, his stomach, this itch becomes this incision, this opening, this vaginal opening inside him, right? Yeah. And he's putting the gun inside there. Like, he's literally sticking the gun through the vaginal opening again sexual commentary right like yes how intense is that so much he's so consumed with it he's literally like a part of the sexuality that he's consuming in in media right yeah in in, yeah. in, in what's being broadcast and from here now we go into this other side of this film now we go into this idea that videodrome these these broadcasts are actually they contain subliminal signaling and messages and these yes. things cause hallucinations but not just that they literally cause physical tumors in people's brains and the idea Which causes the hallucinations right and the idea is they want to do this to people they want to cause these hallucinations and these tumors cuz at the end of the day the tumors are going to kill these people and they feel like the overconsumption of violence and sex and all of this stuff, like like we need to rid it. We need to rid these people of Earth. Mm-hmm. And it's just fucked up. The guy they were talking to on the talk show that beamed him from TV, we find out that his daughter runs his company. Yeah. We also find out that he's no longer alive because he was a part of this thing. He figured out what was happening. He had a tumor in his mind. He knew this was, you know, this was the next kind of evolution and he was murdered before he could actually, you know, say what was going on. Yeah. 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 Uncover it. Whistleblow. Yeah. So James Woods finds this out. The problem is he's already being programmed by the Videodrome side. Yep. And they want him to kill the people on the other side who are trying to stop this from happening. Yeah. 
and it it goes down dude like we find out his assistant who brought in the feed was actually a part of it the whole time it was about giving him this and exposing him to this they needed somebody mm-hmm. to basically use as a patsy right a, a, a um what's his name who was framed for 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 JFK uh, uh, uh Lee Harvey Oswald they needed an Oswald somebody that they can control and say do this for us and you're just going to take the blame nobody's going to understand the like the the they're dark think underlying you like powers right yeah yeah exactly think you, you you snapped and, and that's how it. it's how it's shown dude this guy is oh like oh my god i know going at his 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 the people he works with and just fucking gunning them down in their offices and then when he got, has to go and take out the the one dude's daughter she has a way to combat that she already understands video manipulation she understands this kind of thing she has mm-hmm. Like hours and hours and months and years of her father's videos that they made that were to help kind of revolutionize and overthrow Videodrome. And she's been using this on a lot of the people that like this. That it's, it looked like a homeless shelter, but basically she was bringing people in to kind of deprogram them with these videos. Yeah. But they have their own agenda, too. Let's not get mm-hmm. that twisted, mm-hmm. right? Their agenda is also about overthrowing Videodrome and creating the subliminal text to kind of evolve people more flesh, right? More about being Mm -hmm. flesh evolution. So she intercepts, he comes here to kill her. She intercepts him with some videos and, and snaps him out of it. Reprograms him now to go back and take down video drone. Right. And that's all poor James Woods. Like at the beginning, (laughs) he's this kind of like slimy character. Like this is the kind of stuff you're peddling. But by the end, you're like, God damn, like he's got zero control. They have just, they have literally just used him as a puppet from here forward. And so he's being, he's sent to kind of go and, and kill the leader of the video. First, he kills the, the guy that, um, his assistant that brought the pirated footage to him. Oh yeah, dude. And in what a way is that? his hand in his vagina stomach. Oh, then it comes out. And what was that? A, it looked like a, an old school world war two German grenade. In his yeah, hand, it dude. was, it was like one of those landmine grenades, those, those yeah. old school grenades. And that's what happens. Like, he oh. ends up exploding. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he takes his gun and he goes after the guy that's running Videodrome. And it's a, it's a, it's a guy who owns a, a, eyeglasses this eyeglass thing right and because what what he's doing with the eyeglass thing is he's really taking people's fantasies we find this out earlier when james Mm. wood goes to talk to him right he puts this little helmet on him and we find out what he's doing is he's recording whatever your fantasies are and that's what he's broadcasting through video drone is people's fantasies and people's fantasies that he's pulling are typically sadistic. You know, a lot of SM, a lot of sex, yeah. a lot of fucked up shit, murder. So he's taking that from people through this eyeglass technology and broadcasting it. So this is the leader of Videodrome. Now James Wood's gotta go kill him. The end of this film, dude, it's it's one of these things that like in our day and age, and you're talking in eighty three, right? So even just yeah. a few years earlier, there was Mark David Chapman going crazy and gunning down John Lennon Mm -hmm. in in the Mm -hmm. Dakota building lobby, right? There was the attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan. There are these moments that we've seen before. We saw it with JFK. We saw it with even his brother, Robert. Robert, With Sarhan Sarhan got him in the back of the hotel. There's these moments where crazed individuals go after somebody 
and the public witnesses a murder. And that's what we see here. This dude goes in and is shooting people. Oh, what was the name of that? Oh, what was he was the journalist or whatever, and he called a press meeting. Yes. What year dude. did that happen? Was that the nineties though? Maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe oh, late eighties, early nineties. Oh, have you ever seen that video? Oh that's one of exactly that's one what of we're the talking first about, videos dude, I watched when I was about. young online that was fucked wow. up that made that yeah. literally made me stunned like when you see in movies that shit gets stunned where like all of a sudden sound goes away you know what i mean you feel yeah. kind of numb all of a sudden that was one of the first videos i ever watched online where i was just like <gasps> i was not expecting it like i knew what was going to happen but i didn't expect to actually see it too, with my eyes it was, it was too real that's it and this is the commentary right but how ahead of its time is this commentary oh my god dude he shoots this guy down he grabs the mic and like any kind of crazed fanatic down with videodrome up with the what does he say the 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 flesh or something the new flesh or something like that yeah like it's just so bizarre sounding and it's so jarring because we already knew him normal at the beginning of the film yes to and to see, see what's now. what's been done by both sides, you know, because then it kind of makes you think, okay, well, I mean, is one side really better than the other? Right. You know, um, he does that. He did what he was supposed to do. And then for some reason, he makes Long his live way. The new flesh. That's it. Long live the new flesh. Yes. For some reason, he goes off and he ends up at the harbor, right? It's 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 cordoned off, uh, but he gets in there. He breaks in. He gets into some this kind of old tugboat ship uh, boat that's anchored there, and he's just sitting in this, you know, decrepit vessel. Rusty, and there's a TV cold there. And wet, yeah. And there's Debbie Harry, and she's talking to him, and she's like, "We're almost done, right? The next step is to evolve, is to move forward, and the only way you can do it is." to take your own self out. And he watches a video of himself say something about long live the new flesh, pulls the gun up to his head, blows his head off. And 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 explodes out of the TV, dude. All this fucking shit explodes out and it's jarring mm-hmm. and you're like, "What the fuck? What's he going to do? Is he going to really do this?" And we see it play out. He does. Yep. And it's like you said, it's like when you we saw that, right? Uh, the 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 congressman or whoever it was the senator that did that in in, in real life. Um, side note: the filter song "Hey Man, Nice Shot" is written about yes. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when that happened, and then the credits showed up, dude, I was just like, "Whoa, <laughs> wow!" I cannot believe what I just witnessed. I can't believe the first of all. The film itself, how good. Remember when he shoots the dude, right? And then all of a sudden that dude's just exploding. Like, yeah, and he's like transforming and falling apart and shit. Yeah, dude. So many of the practical effects in this look so badass. So good. The the, the stomach vagina looks so good, man. And disgusting, right? Repulsive, dude. The acting in this, for Mm -hmm. me, wow. Oh, I. Seriously. Dude, honestly, I don't think there was a single person in this movie where I looked at a bit of their acting and said, yeah, that's not realistic. I, I, I don't think there was a single actor in this movie who did a bad job at all. Not um, a single spot. Cinematography looked gorgeous. Beautiful. Great mm-hmm. framing, great shots, great, like, great just angles. Lighting, so many of the everything. things. Um, 
I'm just this is one of those movies that I finished watching going like I am so blown away with how good a movie like this is. And this is considered like I mean, this is horror, right? This is yeah. body horror. This mm-hmm. is Cronenberg. All right. Like we know Cronenberg and this there's is great like stuff. So far there's great obscure. stuff that's come out of there. But yes. there's stuff that's questionable from Cronenberg. Yeah, too. yeah. Well, true. But when you see this, it was like, for me, I've got to tell you, dude, I finished watching it and I was just, that's why I texted you immediately. I was like, did you see this yet? Like, please tell me (laughs) you've seen this because holy fuck, I can't wait to talk about this. Yeah. I, uh, dude, when those credits came up and and I was like, holy shit, (laughs) I, I went expecting a good film, but I did not expect that good of a film. Right. Holy shit, dude. The commentary for me was so front and center that I just, it was every time I noticed things and I saw things happening, I could see like this was, you know what I mean? I was just like, God, mm-hmm. this is so fucking good. This is and, so and good. The writing to get that commentary, that that comment on the commentary across. Yes. I, uh, I, I love stories like that and I love films that tackle social commentary like that. I appreciated that the commentary that he was talking about was front and center and in your face and wasn't some like submerged metaphor in the background that you had to really think about. You know what I mean? It was there, but it was still something you had to think about. You know, this is 1983 and we're watching the talk show and the guy on TV. One of the things he said, I thought to myself, how prophetic, right? He said something about like his name was Mr. Oblivion, right? O dot. Oblivion, mm-hmm. and he's yes. just like that's not my real name it's it's like a handle basically right and he's like in the future we're all gonna have handles type of a thing we're all gonna have our own whatever name yes tell me that's not right yeah right i mean yeah, dude. i mean i think you're one of the few where you actually use your name for your instagram things like that but like a lot of yeah, people yeah, yeah. have different handles shortened versions you know uh, uh completely just off the wall names that they use for their handles mm-hmm. how prophetic though right like that's yeah. just to me like i was just like whoa that's crazy good it's but strange the idea- because the whole movie is that way every single commentary every every single comment on that commentary that yeah. they make was so prophetic that, yeah. that it, it's it's that movie was incredibly relevant at that time because everything that we have now in this sense of this sex and this violence that we're bombarded with on a daily basis and we have that's one click away from us right it was all starting then and he was making the commentary then so it was that relevant then it's even more relevant now because of how accessible it is and and how much of it there is and how right over the line it is right i think another th- what this movie's what what did i say um 39 years old right i think in another 39 years this movie's going to be even more relevant then than it is now yeah and that'll well, definitely be interesting to see there's definitely commentary also regarding so this is 83 right but earlier mm-hmm. we have violent horror films that are coming out that have been out you know yes, we have yes. halloween we have texas chainsaw where they're, we where they're giving us things. both that that faces of graphic death, violence 
in sex. Right. Like the Faces Death series, 78, I think. Like those were supposedly real footage of death. And sure, there were little clips of actual news things or, or death footage, but a lot of that's produced, you know. It, it yeah, really yeah. is. And and if you're if you're a fan of Faces of Death and you didn't realize that, sorry to burst your bubble. Sorry. Sorry. But the commentary they were making is they're basically saying, where is this going to put our society? Because let's talk about what society was like in the 80s and where we are now in 2021, right? First of all, the amount that the type of sexual kind of, uh, uh, of, of content you see out there now, let's, Mm -hmm. let's stay away from internet. Let's just talk about TV. If okay. you were to show that in 1983, they'd Holy be like, shit, what is happening? You can't show this on TV, right? They could look at you and call you a pervert and you would, you'd never have another job, dude. Now you have in like the 80s, said, seven- Like he said in the movie, if you, uh, uh, down in South America, some of the stuff that they're producing, uh, the snuff content would get you killed down there. You know, back then, if you if you took what you what the what we we are uh, able to put on TV and and show on TV now and took it back then, they'd probably do the same thing to you, lock you up, dude. Yeah, you dude. Know? Um, now, back in those days, you had snuff films. You also mm-hmm. had pornography, right? Like pornography yes. has been around since. I mean, as as early as we had film, or not even just like moving film, but film taking pictures. Pornography has existed. It just has, you know, however, the idea that it could be mass produced and, and, and produced on a level that it did in the, in the seventies and eighties, it was such a boom, right? Like, like literal video stores had private rooms that that was where the, that the actual porn was. You didn't have to go to an adult store completely. You could go to a, yes, a, a, a private room. Family video still had that. So in the 80s, they're making commentary on if this is okay now, where are we going to be in the future, right? Where is this going to take us? Where are we now where if a 12-year-old kid or a 10-year-old kid wanted to, they just have to type in Pornhub.com and hit enter, and there's the open world. It's no longer a room that they have to try to sneak through, which everybody would see a kid and be like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't come in here, right? Like. No yeah. longer is it even that like hard to get to. Now it's at a point where it's just in your face and you're going to see it. Yeah. yeah. How crazy. Kids who have Instagram, right, get fucking DMs with dick pics and shit. Like like they just it's it's yep. just there now. And because of it's the commentary, dude. the ideas, the things yes. that they were saying was like if we're not careful, we're going to go to a society where like it could continue to damage and we don't really know mm-hmm. the under we don't have an understanding of what any kind of damage could be because we're in the middle of it now we're in the middle of what that kind of brought us to right so honestly 30 years from now how do we going to look back in our time here to say this is the result of what happened from before i think this film is definitely like obviously it's extreme there's parts where you're just like oh i mean in all honesty is it that damaging or is, that, or is it just, you know, it can happen. But if you're you're an adult about things or, or we educate better, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a way of combating that. It's it's kind of a cultural thing in America that we've always held sex in, in this, this kind of like sacred bubble, 
right? And anything mm-hmm. outside of that is bastardized. Well, but in other who, countries, who, dude, it's not who, a big uh, deal. Look who, uh, look who found in America, the Puritans, dude, bunch of prudes. <laughs> but you see what you know I'm what saying? I mean? And in yeah. other countries, European countries, sex isn't a big deal. Nude beaches yep. are like a normal thing and it's not sexual. It's just like, okay, people are fucking the just The human nude. body, the human body, the over-sexualization of the human body. So it is be sexual. So it is also funny that the commentary is that this film takes place in Canada, a country outside of the U.S. However, the hunger, the the way this kind of consumption, like, I I don't know, it it, it kind of like just kind of fucks you up is coming from America. It's Pittsburgh. It's it's like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, man. I cannot believe the movie I've watched. I was just like, what the fuck? Like. I'm, I'm looking to come that. into I'm looking to come into like 80s horror, a little bit of cheese, like let's get into this kind of thing. And I walked away going like this is one of the deepest fucking films I've watched in a See, while. I, I I kind of expected to come into something more more similar to Scanners, his last film that we did. Um and this was like so much further down the line than that, like I don't know where, <laughs> what the fuck he was doing in between when he made Scanners in this movie, but something in his head just tightened a screw someplace, and holy shit, dude. Yeah, this one worked, man. Oh I my mean, God. for me, this is probably my favorite Cronenberg film. I got to tell you. This well, is the only a, two Cronenberg is... films I've seen is this and, uh, and Scanners, and this is definitely my favorite. Oh, you've never seen The Fly? But, no, I, I've seen... Pieces. All of right. The fly. Wait till we I've see never the, seen fly. the whole thing. I mean, because that's yeah, de- that's good too. Fuck, but dude. man, Videodrome. What the hell? Talk about coming out of left field, and I was not ready for how good it was going to be. No, dude. This. Oh, yeah. Like I said, man. I think again, everything that we said was great about the movie. I think the best part of it for me was that social commentary in the writing. Yeah, I because agree. I a I wasn't expecting it, and b I was not expecting it once I saw what what it was doing. To be that good, yeah, I agree. Um, and 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 the movies, think about it. Who's going to see this movie in the theaters? You're talking horror fans, right? Yeah, who are coming to see the horror and the violence and right the sex, right? And this that's movie's the thing. a comment on the fucking viewer, the person who's sitting in the chair watching it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's a, a for me. That's also kind of a thing where I'm just like, oh. Because it's yeah, kind it's of like, hard uh, to sell somebody who's not into those kind of films to watch it because of the importance of it. It's yes. going to be a hard sell to make them sit through certain things just so that they understand like this is the commentary. This is the underlying thing. Like understand the importance of this. Um, yeah. But Jesus Christ, man, you know, like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, this is an owner. If I come across this on Blu-ray or on on DVD or VHS, I gotta I gotta grab it. I have to. Oh, absolutely, it. dude. Yeah, this is this is uh, this quickly jumped right up on there of my my list of favorite films, dude. For sure. Because because that's it, when I tell stories and I'm looking to make a commentary. That's how I want to tell it. I want to tell it effectively. I want to tell it well. Where people get I, what I the hell it, you're doing. Well, yes. Want it in the foreground. And not burying it. Yeah. You, know? you don't want to be. Uh... Yeah, I'm not going to say it. Anyway. Um... Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got any tidbits on this movie? one? Did you find any I fire don't. I didn't really. I, I didn't really see any. Okay. Any tidbits. But um, you know what other movie this kind of reminded me of? What's that? Hellraiser. With the idea of the search for the ultimate stimulation. So here's the thing. I've seen Hellraiser 
once when I was real young and I obviously didn't get it. And I remember watching it get in my again in my 20s. But I don't know if it was one of those things where I wasn't really paying attention to it. But it's never been anything that's that's really hooked me. So when we get into Hellraiser, dude, I can't wait because I really want yeah. to invest myself and see what's the big deal. Why are why are Hellraiser fans such fans? Why is Pinhead considered uh, an icon in horror? Mm-hmm. You know, slasher monsters, uh, bad, baddies. Um, so yeah, you know, I can't wait till we do get into that. Um, yeah, but dude, for me, Videodrome put that on my top list i i I, it's one that i want to watch again again yeah you know what i mean yeah dude out of all the films i think we've watched even even in the interludes and everything this is probably top three top films that we've watched so far for the show hell yeah i agree holy shit what do we got next dude what's coming up next on Um, listen video drone kicks off kicks off 83 like what's next please tell me it's something decent how do you follow video drone it's uh the hunger this is going to be interesting. I don't think I've ever seen The Hunger either. Okay. So, so this will be fun. Uh, we'll see how this is. Um, is it a vampire movie? Or, is I mean, it a vampire? Is it, is it a, I think it's a vampire movie, yeah. Oh, if it's vampire. It's yeah. You know what, though? For me, vampires and werewolf are both on the same type of level of a yeah. movie. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Dude, no, I agree. I agree. Although we are getting... Um, okay, we're, we got Susan Sarandon um, and David Bowie. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where this goes, dude. We'll see where this goes. Uh, all right, man. That was awesome. That was Videodrome. I think we were in agreement that that was probably one of the best movies we've seen in a while. And this is definitely out of the shadows approved. And if you've listened to us talk about it and spoil a lot of it, and you didn't see it, trust me, you still want to see this. This is a movie that is just going to blow your fucking mind. We could sit here and talk for three hours and still not do the movie justice. So please, please, it's you. This is one of those films where even if you know. What happens in the movie? This is one where you have to see it, regardless. I you agree. have to see it. You know what? I want to show Anthony this movie, dude. I want to be there when and you show not it to him. tell him what it is. Just make him sit down, watch it, and then when you're done, what did you think? <laughs> that might be awesome, dude. Interesting. Oh God! All oh, right, dude. Uh, let's get out of here. Tell people where they can find us online, All right, dude. Uh, well, if you don't know, now you know. Uh, we're on Twitter at. Um, OOTS pod. We're also on Facebook and Instagram and the slasher app at out of the shadows podcast. I don't know how active we've been on slasher app. I was just thinking about this the other day. Oof. It's been a while, dude. I got to get back in there. You know what is? I <laughs> yeah, got no, my we new phone be better on and I've never medias. signed on to it since my new phone. So oh, I have to recover damn, my password. Yeah, dude, wow. I got to recover the password. Um, yeah, we need to get better on the social medias. Uh, but again, please come interact, leave comments. Please rate us. Let us know what we're doing good, what we're not doing good, what you'd like us to change, if anything. Not that I'll listen to you, but hey, whatever. Um, just guys, come on, interact, comment. We know you're listening. Um, other than that, I don't think I have... Oh, there was something else I was going to mention, but I completely forgot what it was now. Well. Oh, well, till next time. I'll mention uh, it next time because I remember. The new year's coming. That's going to be cool. Yes. We have some fun stuff planned. We have some things you and I have talked about doing for this show, and I think the new year's going to be a, a, a way to kick it off. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going to be a fun kind of thing that we're going to start doing once in a while uh, as special episodes. Uh, also, um, I don't know. We might do some, We might do a Patreon. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, you know, Maybe people are into that. We'll see what we can do, some special stuff to put out through next Patreon. Next episode, 
Next episode is uh, our 50th episode, dude. Hey, that's going to be good times too. Yes. So, uh, guys, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for supporting. We appreciate you guys. Uh, and, yeah, we'll see you next week. We're coming back with The Hunger 1983. Till then, make sure to keep your eye on the shadows. <laughs>